Earlier this year, I caught up with my good friend James Bingham. He's the founder and race director of the Ring of Fire multi-day stage race, which also has the Fire Starter, which is a day ultra marathon as well. So click onto the notes and have a little look at that after today's episode. He's also the founder and race director of the Afghanistan Marathon, which is simply incredible. You'll be amazed at the fantastic work that it is providing um, hope and success over in Afghanistan. In other news, at the checkpoint, you've now got an opportunity to join. Join in with me on this journey with becoming a patron of the show. I've got notes on how you can do that in the link below. And don't forget to please subscribe to the channel. Check out the YouTube. We're still in a bit of a concept stage, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And also we've got the Instagram and Facebook page with race reports, updates and hints and tips. So sit back, have a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Thanks. Right then, so I'm just, uh, guys, we need some more salted, salted potatoes. We're going to have a few runners. Oh, hang on. Who's that? He's, he's, he's running along. He's, he's I, can, I can't make out his, who's that? Can anybody? Bing, Bingham. James Bingham. Bloody hell. James, how are you? <laughs> hey, Hugh, how you doing, mate? Good to hear. Oh yeah, great to hear from you, James. Um. Yeah, this is my little podcast from the farm kitchen um, at the checkpoint. Um, before we have a little chat, can you just, well, um, speak to, uh, introduce yourself even to people that might not be aware of the man, the myth, the legend, adventurer, uh, James Bingham? <laughs> no uh, pressure. <laughs> very, very flattering, Hugh, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, um, James Bingham, um, Bing to some, and... Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm a, a, f- a family man, really, and uh, with, with kids and a normal job. But in between uh, all of all of that kind of stuff, I um, uh, grew up in, in on Anglesey and uh, spent a lot of my time in the hills and a uh, keen adventurer. And it's kind of led on to uh, a couple of um, things which I think you wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, the, uh, the Ring of Fire um, around the Isle of Anglesey, which uh, I, I was uh, founder of, of the race um, with my friend Quinton, and uh, also uh, adventures over in uh, uh, Afghanistan led to me setting up a, a marathon there a number of years ago, which um, uh, is my, my other kind of key thing um, that I'm involved with, really. Oh, that, that that's fantastic. And there is so much more than what you've just mentioned, but I think we'll go over this and then... You're going to have to come back from time to time, James, to talk about your other um, adventures and so on. Especially, this guy's gone up Everest. Uh, this is You're the first uh, Everest uh, summiter that we've had on the show. So thanks ever so much, James, for that. But yeah, uh, Afghanistan. We're getting, quite com- we're getting quite common these days. Everyone's going up there. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's still an amazing achievement, yeah, James. I would I wouldn't take yeah, that away. It it's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> brilliant. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a bit of a fad. Yeah, it's like no, yeah, that they, well, but as you say, it's two thousand and seven uh, when I went up, but it was uh, it was a bit quieter then. But uh, yeah, it's uh, people have caught cottoned on to it. I think yeah. Um. So yeah. As you say, it's it's over commercialized. But as you 
have spoken before, there's some other beautiful parts of the world with just, um, you know, extreme and difficult climbs. And I think, you know, your background, James, what are you, you know, foremost, you know, did you do climbing and stuff whenever you were growing up on Anglesey or, you know, how did all that come into part? And I think that's going to lead us into yeah, Afghanistan. You know, my You're breaking up a bit, Hugh, but I think I've got the gist of it. But yeah, yeah my um, my dad, uh, you know, intru- introduced me to the hill walking when I was a, a little lad, you know, dragged me up Trivan when I was, you know, seven or something. And uh, so that was a bit of a foundation, you know, you don't, the reality is you don't need to go all around the world to, to climb here. We've got brilliant mountains, uh, you know, in our backyard in Snowdonia and uh, certainly, you know, uh, some real challenging kind of winter climbing up in Scotland and stuff. But yeah, certainly, um yeah, over the years, you know, I've 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 travelled, um, you know, all around, uh, really, uh, for various adventures and climbing and running and motorbike rides and you know all, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, how how did um, how did the whole Afghanistan um, thing happen? Because I I read in the Run Ultra um, questions and answers uh, that you had. I can send the links to in the notes as well and it and it was by that cheeky man q or quinton that sent a text to you saying if you fancied doing the um i'll just check my notes if you fancied uh doing the hindu kush is that pronounced correct Afghanistan's highest mountain called Mount Noshak, which is um, up in the uh, northeast of Afghanistan, and uh, it's it's quite a big mountain, um, uh, seven nearly seven and a half thousand meters, and uh, you know Brits have climbed it um, at the time uh, since like uh, the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. So we, uh, yeah, we 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 you know summing it up pretty quickly we we, we decided to go um as an independent expedition and it, we you know we're rookies really it was just me and and um, another mate from uh, ross niger and uh another chap from uh, alaska who I, I met climbing and uh, the four of us went uh, uh and um yeah we we somehow against a lot of uh uh you know we didn't expect to be successful everything was pretty much going wrong on that trip but yeah we managed to climb the um the um you know had a successful ascent of uh, noshak and it was you know to this day it was probably the most um amazing expedition that i've ever ever been on just going to a country like afghanistan into like you know a real sort of uh, frontier region where no one had climbed for so long and just doing it you know, as opposed to something like Everest, where we have a lot of support. We were just uh, on our own out there, really. Uh, we didn't. We we're on the mountain for a number of weeks, and we didn't. We didn't see a single other person. So it was real, kind of raw, um, kind of back to basics, kind of expeditioning, which you know is how it used to be, really. Um, certainly, no, no porters or or high altitude sherpas to kind of carry your stuff and tuck you into bed at night. Um, yeah. And then, how would you? How would you go about getting the, you know, are you allowed to just come into Afghanistan and do this? Or what was the um, preparation and the contacts that you needed to make to be able to, to do this? Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, you can travel to Afghanistan. Um, you just need to get your, get the visa. Um, 
if you're going up into the northeast, um, which there are still pockets of that area, like Noshak and um, the Wakan Corridor and places like that, which still today, are, you know, plenty of um, people go trekking there, Westerners and things. Um, uh, you know, there are obviously risks going to these places, but um, the, that particular area is, is, is not is not too bad at all, really. And um, you, you can sneak in, in a way. Um, you've, what you do is you fly to... Um, you fly to Tajikistan and you land in um, Dushanbe in Tajikistan and then you, you drive right through Tajikistan and then you kind of drop in a very remote border crossing in the northeast Afghanistan and that really limits all of your kind of exposure to travel within Afghanistan because you just literally cross the border and um, you're right in the midst of the mountains straight away and it's a relatively kind of, um, uh, they're, they're tribal kind of uh Wackies and Kogi people who uh, they they don't really have any interest in the uh, you know the, the insurgency and mm. um, the, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a little a little haven of uh, tranquility up in that that region really um, so far anyway. So uh, yeah, so um, and there are a number of adventure um, travel companies who organise uh, packages to um, to these regions as well. So. Yeah, so it was kind of that trip, and then uh, I went. I, li- you know, to be honest with you, I, I fell in love with Afghanistan. Uh, it's not, it's not how you see it. Uh, you know, there's a certain narrative um, that the media portray. Mm. Obviously, that is that is the case in some provinces, and you know, there is, there obviously has been, you know, a lot of bloodshed and problems there. But at the same time, there, there's another story. There's uh, the, the majority of the people that you, well, everyone I've ever met there has been some of the warmest and kindest people and uh, it, it's a really really fascinating and uh, beautiful country um, with uh, you know the most incredible mountains and lakes and you know there's, there's skiing there there's, we, we've I've been back there doing stand-up paddle boarding and obviously we arranged the arranged the marathon there which is uh, yeah something you might want to um, yeah ask about as well so yeah yeah i was gonna say you know in terms of the media how they represent they see they seem to sprinkle a lot of um fear on people with you know certain countries like afghanistan as you say it's it's a huge country and in terms of you know what you'd um compare i'd say afghanistan with its people and its landscape is there you know, a comparison with any other countries like, you know, say Morocco or the the desert of the of the mountains that, you know, would paint another picture for people to be able to sort of visualise, you know, what they're going to see and feel and, and the kind of culture that's out there. Well, there's huge, there's huge variety there. Um, you know, there's, there's areas of Afghanistan which are covered in, you know, forests. There's also, you know, massive areas of desert and scrubland. Uh, equally, you know, you go up into the Hindu Kush and especially up in the northeast, you've got, you know, the most, you know, right on the border there with um, with uh, Pakistan, Tajikistan, and even small, uh, she has a very small border with, with China. And, you know, up there, as I say, you've got you've got the huge towering um, jagged peaks, uh, snow-capped, you know. Uh, wow. And really beautiful mountains huge mountains seven and a half thousand meters you know um uh and like i say just 
you've got them all to yourself. Um, so it, it's an incredible kind of um, place to visit, really. If it, and the Wakan Corridor as well, it's a small uh, like panhandle of land which extends um, out, if you look at the map, up into the northeast of Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, that I did another trip there where um, I trekked um, pretty much to the sort of far east, well, I, I did a I did a, an out and back run with a with another guy in the, I mean, it was an independent run where we 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 tried to run two hundred miles um to the east to the border with China and then and then run run two hundred miles back um just the two of us carrying all of our own uh, our kit on on our backs and just bivied um as we went and just you know it was it was real again you know just drinking from the, the rivers and things and um but that area the Wakan Corridor you know. It is absolutely incredible. It's one of the. Can I just can I can I just butt in? It's amazing this information you give me. Can I just butt in with? We ran two hundred miles to China. For me, for me, that is a dinner party stopper. You know what I mean? That's that's where you own the table. Did did you did you do it all? It was so it was two hundred miles there and two hundred miles back, or or did 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 it change along, or did you actually do that? That's brilliant. No, no, that was that was the plan. All oh, right. Plan, yeah. Um, which meant we were going to have to, uh, yeah, run uh, 20, 20 odd miles a day. Um, when we actually sort of, when we got up there, it was it was pretty tough. Um, yeah. Uh, tough terrain. Uh, we. We did do four hundred, but it ended up being four hundred kilometers in the end. Um, oh, not good so, enough! Uh, not good enough! I uh, know, I know, <laughs> I know. So yeah, we dropped the mile wow. thing, and then we just sort of switched it over to K's, and uh, yeah, so it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was still great. You know? uh, and then, um, and then, not to be somebody that pushes um, adventure on on people. Do you think that's one you might revisit ever? Because that sounds like a fantastic um, um, route and something to do um but I'll, I'll i'll let you have that in your little head there to percolate on james <laughs> because that just sounds brilliant now let's talk about how the marathon uh in afghanistan came about and um uh, what year are you in now uh this year whenever it it happens is it the yeah it the so it's um first it's, a, it's, a, it's been our fifth year um this year so um yeah, so, you know, in a nutshell, basically what happened is I, I started going out um, on these trips to Afghanistan and mm. um, I, I did three three expeditions there. Um, it just kept, it was one of those places that kept drawing me back, you know, had a real sort of impact on me and, yes. um, and some of my friends as well. And uh, we started to get to know, like, local people and things and they um, made, you know, made friends there and um, they knew that I was also um, organising the Ring of Fire race around Anglesey and... Uh, they said, you know, they said to me, I'm one of the local guys. Said, look, you know, we haven't, we haven't got a marathon even in Afghanistan. We've never had a marathon, and uh, you know, that was the kind of seed. Really, it was um, my local friend uh, Gul Hussein, who uh, from this province called Bamiyan, um, and and that was really the catalyst. Um, and they needed a bit of help, you know, to get it kind of moving. So, uh, Gul, myself, and uh, another another good mate, uh, James Wilcox from. Uh, adventure travel uh, company untamed borders um who organize a lot of trips to these places um you know people should have a look at um his site if you're, if you're interested yeah i'll put uh, that in the notes the three as well, really yeah. sort of put our heads together and yeah um so the three of us kind of put our heads together and um and yeah we we literally just uh, decided uh with a bit of kind of planning obviously to 
to, to, to try and set up the first first marathon in this uh, uh, this province called Bamiyan in the uh, Western Highlands, um, uh, in the Highlands uh, west of Kabul. Um, and that was, yeah, about five years ago. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's grown um, a lot. You know, the first race was, uh, there was only a, a less than 100 people, uh, only one one lady, one woman. Um, so she, a lady called Zainab, who was the first... Uh, first Afghan woman to run a marathon. Um, and then this year, um, or just last end of last year, when we, we did the fifth one, uh, we were kind of up to close to a thousand runners now um, over the, uh, the 10K and the marathon. And um, and yeah, the best part, half of the uh, participants are, are ladies as well, which is, uh, yeah, it's... I it's think not necessary, uh, very, yeah, it's quite it's quite difficult to do that in Afghanistan. Yeah, I, I was so. going to say if we can go back to Zainab and the impact that she made to Afghanistan women and how important it was. Um, I think for listeners to understand the, you know, the the impact for everything for for the women in Afghanistan. Can you explain a little bit about you know? what it is like to be a woman in Afghanistan and, and what the, you know, the general census was, you know, for a woman to run in, um, you know, a marathon over that or to take part in something that, you know, an athletic endurance run, James. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's immensely challenging, um, for, for women in Afghanistan, um, and more so in, in some provinces and others. So, you know, in in a number of provinces, um, you, you know, if you get, we've been climbing and gone into villages, and we've stayed there for two or three days, and we, because we're Westerners and we're there, uh, we won't see a, we wouldn't see a woman the whole time um, out, um, and even in the houses we stay, and the women that would never be put in front of us, um, uh, you know, we wouldn't speak to them or see them. So there's there are you know there is that kind of mindset in 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 a, in, in a number of places. Um, so it's very difficult um, for women to kind of step up, but the you know the positive thing is we you know the young women of Afghanistan are are certainly doing that, and um, and that's possible in, in some of the more kind of liberal provinces, I guess, like Bamiyan, where we organise the marathon. Uh, we've got the support there of the elders and the governors and the, and the you know the uh, uh, the. Uh, the security forces and everyone else so it, it, it's, it's it's possible there but certainly what we're doing in a number of provinces you still you still wouldn't be able to organize um uh, in, in quite a lot of afghanistan at the moment so yeah the and all of these girls you know um who who, who step up and decide to kind of take on these things um there's there's recently been um uh, the first afghan uh, ladies to climb mount noshak as well in, in the mountains history you know again all of these things, uh, you know, there's a bit of a sea change um, happening where we're seeing women doing these kind of things, taking part in triathlons, taking part in, uh, you know, running events. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of trickles, it trickles out. Um, so, we, yeah, but certainly um, when when we went, uh, you know, Zainab was the first first to do it. So, she, she, full credit to her. And it, there is a, a nice little video you might want to share. Right. Um, the one that the Guardian filmed, which kind of tells her story, um, and about you know, there's a lot of difficulties like when they train, uh, when the girls train um, outside in some areas, people will you know throw stones at them. I think Zainab talks about uh, pe- 
like men calling her a prostitute and trying to throw stones at her and you know they're definitely taking an element of risk when when they go out running um which is quite difficult to kind of comprehend when we come from such a an area where it's we have we have a, you know a lot more uh, freedom um no it's 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 such a powerful story and i think you being what's the word you being the vessel of it all james i think sometimes you really do need to give yourself a pat on the back mate because there's some incredible stuff that you're doing out there and in terms of the marathon is this just for um the afghans or can anybody in the world come and race as well or is it preferred to have the the you know the the locals running it what what, what how does that work yeah, I mean, the, the race really is is it's the marathon of Afghanistan. Um, so it's it's their it's their race, mm. and uh, we wanted to create a race which would become you know over where it would be too, like too hot, too top heavy with you know international runners yeah. um, in a sense. Um, at the same time, it's a, it's a hundred percent non profit event, so uh, we don't charge any of the uh, Afghan uh, people to to race. Um, but and and then we need to consider how we fund it. So we get some grant funding and things like that. But at the same time, one a key method of funding it is we do allow um, a relatively small number, between ten and twenty uh, internationals, to come, and uh, we charge them quite a hefty fee to uh, to to join the race. And all of that money basically goes back in um, and uh, allows us to put the to put the event on really, and it. It's a, it's a good model because mm. it also kind of brings in all of these people um, and you know quite often there will be people who are keen to go back and share their story or we'll see journalists coming, we'll see people who've got an interest in, in the race because of perhaps what it symbolises now um, and they, they'll go back and they'll share that story. So it kind of gives, it gives perhaps, it's creating a positive um uh, image of Afghanistan, and there there aren't a huge amount of positive news stories that that, that come out. So mm-hmm. it's kind of feeding that, changing the narrative slightly to show show a different side to to the country, which is important. I think that's a it's a great organic way of doing it because then, as you say, they've got an interest before coming, and then they go back as a shop window. So James, you've you've done really well. It, it it's just extraordinary. And then you mentioned uh, off off mic about the afghan trust is this something you've started now or is this something that's you you know you're going to be doing um well in, yeah, in the future so how, how this has come about really um i always i never really saw myself going to afghanistan year after year after year indefinitely so um i've been out for the, to support the race for the last five years as the kind of um uh, main race, race race director, um, but we now have a really established local team who um, who we've kind of um, who we've trained up, and they're they're fully capable now of taking the race forward um, and, and managing it themselves, which is important to me. I don't I don't you know the, I don't want it to be seen as the kind of a Western mm-hmm. event in a way. It's um it's about us kind of perhaps sowing the seed and then them carrying it forward. It's the marathon of Afghanistan. And there's no reason you know we've. We've got uh, Gull is now the, um, the, the you know the, has taken over as, as race director, so I'm not even going to be going out uh, next year um, because I want I want the guys to kind of um, take take it forward themselves, and I, I've got good confidence that they'll be able to do a really good job. 
Um, so so that that happened, and then there was a question about you know what I did with regards to all of this afterwards, and uh, we myself and uh, James Wilcox and some others we've we put our heads together and we've basically decided to uh, to 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 build a um, we're going to set up and it's in the process of going through right now um, a UK registered charity um, which is names. Uh, TBC, but it's like to be called the the Afghan Sports Trust. Mm-hmm. And um, what what we we're going to do with that is we're going to use it as a platform for raising funds to support uh, amateur sporting events like the marathon and other kind of um, grassroots uh, Afghan sporting events that people are kind of setting up. Because you know half the time, unfortunately, the people just don't have access to to funding, and uh, so. We'll, we'll use it as a platform for raising money and uh, and distributing small grants out to uh, to local charity uh, local um, uh, sporting clubs and uh, you know within Afghanistan just to kind of give them a step up so they can kind of carry it forward. So that's that's the kind of plan and obviously to also uh, support support the marathon with funding as well. Um, that, so yeah, that, that's that. I think that's really. I think generous, kind, you know, all those words. And in whenever the trust is set up, we'll be able to share links and so on. And if people oh, just geez. want that's okay, mate. And then if people just want to donate or start a regular direct debit, it's as simple as that. And you know, I think after speaking and listening to James uh, listeners that it's all done organically at the right angle to keep it localized for for the people out there. So that's us flying away from Afghanistan for a little bit. Now, James, I respect you a lot, but I'm, we've got a se- we've got a segment. We've got a segment in the show, and I'm going to have to say it to you, and then you're going to have to talk about the Ring of Fire. And that segment is called Pitch It, Bitch. So, <laughs> can you give us a bit of information? <laughs> can you give us a bit of information about the wonderful... Ring of Fire. I think before we go in to the Ring of Fire, that was where I first met James. I was um, crewing for Gordon Hughes, who was the first ever ultra runner from the Thin Peninsula, uh, planting the seed again. There you have James, um, who went over and ran the Ring of Fire. I think it was back in 2014 or 15. And that's where I got the idea to do something similar on the Thane to bring, you know, new visitors. You know, we're a tourism based uh, area, which we rely on. And the endurance athlete, they come all year round. So since being there with James and getting the idea, who is my godfather of of running, the Penthlin Ultras has now gone on to... um, several events there's the summer there's the winter there's the pilgrim 60 we've also got the ultra trail wales and over the last few years we're in our fifth this year um on the back of an idea i've had from james's idea we've raised well we've helped raise tens of thousands of pounds for charities and we now have um an ultra running club james on the scene called the mighty oaks and that is for people from the same peninsula we're only a very small part of wales and we've got over 48 members all running for different charities and that's simply because of the ring of fire so i'm always indebted oh, it's incredible to... what you've built Hugh. oh it's, it's incredible because without 
I think without somebody taking the first step, which is you, we wouldn't have had the idea or seen. And I think, you know, what people hear about the Ring of Fire now, how the what we've what we try to do is very well it's come from your idea we we it's almost like a big fell race it's got that kind of community feel with everybody mucking in and enjoying it rather than these big commercial uh bandwagon races that come in so yeah i think you know the ring of fire um i've attempted it once uh failed on the second day got lost in a in um I, got, I think I got lost in a caravan park and then I had a bacon sandwich and I thought, oh, that's it now. I'm done. But yeah, for yeah, the listeners, can you... It's a beast, isn't it? It's oh, a real beast. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Um, I think... Well, how how it... I mean, what you've... I mean, I remember meeting the first time and uh, it's it's brilliant that to hear, you know, how all of your races and, you know, you've been a great success uh, story um, in terms of what you've achieved. So I think that's great. And, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely to, to see all of the events growing and all of these new things uh, in Wales and, you know, right across the country. There's, you know, we, it was, we're in our ninth year for the Ring of Fire now. And, Fantastic. Um, so, you know, certainly when we set up, um, it, it was, there was nowhere near as many events as there are now. So, uh, it's great for for runners. There's so much choice, and um, and you know, yeah, you, and it keeps you. You have to be on your toes. You've got you know to survive in this market. You you need to constantly be kind of evaluating things and keeping uh, the interest there. Otherwise, um, you know, you see a lot of races falling away as mm. well. So, um, so yeah. Um, talk us talk us through day by day a brief bite sized summary as well as the. The lovely morning music you arouse the competitors with um, <laughs> about the Ring of Fire. So, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I'll, get, I'll just say, I mean, what gave, gave me the inspiration for it was like literally, it was a, again going back uh, nearly ten years ago, I guess. Uh, I, I ran the MDS, and you know, I know you've run that as well, and you know the long, long stage through the desert. Yeah. I found myself uh, alone running there for a long time, and I. I, I just started thinking back to to you know the, the beautiful coastline of Anglesey and things, and I, I thought yeah it'd make an amazing uh, race around there. So that was the kind of seed, and then and then I got back uh, and it just I couldn't the, the idea just kind of wouldn't wouldn't leave me uh, you know. Uh, so I phoned my uh, my good buddy Q, who always uh, is enthusiastic for silly ideas and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you know he's he's full of energy as you know and he's always buzzing and uh he was just like yeah let's do it so you know that that's that's how it kind of came about um so yeah the, the core ring of fire event is a full circumnavigation of the isle of anglesey um and it's split into three days uh the distances aren't uh, split equally, so you start in Hollyhead and you run to uh, Amlish on the first day, and that's just under 36 miles, I think it's 35.7 miles. Then the second day, uh, you, crack, you crack on at uh, 6 in the morning and you, you carry on going uh, clockwise um, all the way to to Aberfrau. Um and that's a, you know, you've got the whole Saturday there, so um, you, you end up running the best part of 66 miles, I think it's 65.9 miles, which is, uh, you know, an absolute, uh, you know, it's a hell of a day after already having run a very challenging day one. 
I, 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 I'll, 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 I'll just butt it. I'll, I'll just butt in there, James, because you, I, I, I'd be good. Yes, yes. I, I, what you've just said there, I'd sell it to my grandmother. You mentioned, I think James mentions day, but what he really means is how many hours? Because I remember Gordon on year one falling into uh, the end of day two, uh, literally minutes to spare at three fifty four. So, yeah, they get how many hours to complete day two? Well, it used to be 22 two hours, and now we've... Oh, I can't remember what we've cut it down to. We've reduced it slightly yeah. now because... Um, but, yeah, I mean, when it was set at that level, um, the race would be finishing at 4am on the Sunday, mm. and then the runners would be uh, would be going off again um, at, at 6am. So you'd only have, like, two hours, really, to kind of to kind of get back get some food down you change your socks and you're pretty much off again but uh yeah we've tightened up the uh, we've reduced the the, uh, uh, the 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 time slightly now so it gives uh, everyone a bit more bit more rest and um and i think uh, before we go on to day three i think the um the overnight bit of everything you know because on night one they're staying everybody's in the uh, main hall of the leisure center and then day yeah. day two, everybody stays in this uh, small little hall. And I remember marshalling and supporting. And there's just a few bodies that just don't get up after day day two. It's like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. And there's, you know, uh, there's it's, pe- like, a ba- it's yeah. like a battlefield. Isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. some. It really is something else. There's there's a strong emotion in there with people just having to grin and bear it and and get back on but yeah and then so yeah day three yeah day three then you've got you know a mere 33.4 miles back to hollyhead <laughs> and, and we say we save the we save the mountain for the last uh, few miles yeah so yeah. Uh, you have to kind of come up over the mountain just literally and then drop down to the finish so it, it's a it's a it's a pretty epic event uh but i'm always surprised by you know, you, you know how it is. You see all sorts of people turning up, d- different ages, men mm. and women, uh, different body shapes, and it's uh, a lot of. You know, it's always surprising who, you know, who who, who manages to complete it, and, and sometimes who who perhaps drops out you wouldn't expect. So, and yeah, I think you're right with the whole with the multi day thing. It's uh, it just brings a whole sense of camaraderie because people aren't just kind of come in and then go in you've got the overnight thing the bonds are formed and you know you're staying with people for for a couple you know for a few days and uh and if the weather's kind we always kind of have the uh our sponsors normally throw in uh, quite a few beers and we get the uh, the dj playing and as you know the sun is always shining yeah. on anglesey so, always uh, yeah, and it's not a, yeah. and that's just not yeah. an advert it is because i think you know for people that want to go and watch it you know if they're non-runners you know, whenever they're coming over the mountain at the end, you know, people there with binoculars, you know, trying to make out the bib number. You, you know, you've got trackers as well where people can do a live tracker to see, you know, oh, what time they get. Yeah, and I think yeah. that the trackers part of it is just a great way to, you know, follow someone. You know, if you've got, you know, even a friend or someone local to your town, you can, you know, Nifty Timing does the, the tracking and you yeah. can have a look, you know, at the actual second of where they are, and it adds to the involvement of of everybody. And then, so definitely, uh, yeah. you brought in. I think it's been going for. Well, this will be its third, fourth year. The the firelighter, is that the? 
Is, is that been three or four years now? The yeah, Firelight has been uh, 2017 that came in. So, I mean, basically, what what we were thinking there was just that you know, problem with something like the Ring of Fire, if it's the challenge, you know, it is in reality, it's not something that everyone can do, mm. and uh, and it's not something that every ultra runner can do. It, it really is a, a great challenge. So, um, to kind of like introduce people perhaps and to increase the participation as well um we thought we would open up day one of the race um as a sort of standalone race in its own right so we called that the, the firelighter mm. yeah it's been going since 2017 and although it's you know day two is you know, very hefty in terms of mileage day day one because of that whole uh, kind of section of the coastline is is, is very uh aggressive in terms of the steps and the uh, undulation there so i think it, it really is a, a, a tough uh, race in its own right yeah i was just gonna butt in uh, sorry listeners for me just butting in but I, it's something that I, I just love i'm a ring of fire geek the firelighter has got a sting in its tail as you say a lot of people me included thought that you know anglesey's flat it's pretty flat and as you say, you're running in and out of these small bays. There's, and especially of an evening, it gets pretty tricky. So, yeah, um, I certainly recommend, you know, the Firelighter for everybody and for those potentially that want to recce the course in a, in a course kind of, well, in a, in a race atmosphere um, sort of thing. But yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, um, the, the Firelighter, because what I think is brilliant about the firelighter is you're running the same route at the same time aren't you with the um with yeah the, exactly. yeah, yeah brilliant so, yeah they said they got they you go off on the gun same point um but different bibs and uh, different timing and uh all that kind of stuff in a different metal so so uh but yeah it, it really adds to the atmosphere seeing everyone going off and yeah we yeah, Ring of Fire. So yeah, Johnny Cash is our kind of uh, signature <laughs> tune that we play throughout the race. So, wince, uh, you, I wince that, every yeah. time I hear him. I used to be a big fan, you know. Being I used to, you know, really put like his off. music, <laughs> put him off. I, you know, like sometimes my wife will want to watch, you know, the film, um, because it I, it used to be a good film, but no, I've just got to stand in the corner and weep in my hands. <laughs> it's it's damaged a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. And then for signing uh, up. I, 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 I get people. Uh, I get people sort of sending me a message after the Ring of Fire saying, oh, "I was in Asda the other <laughs> Saturday and that song came on. Uh, you know, I had a panic attack in the middle of Asda." Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry, sorry everyone about that. Uh, but, he's uh, not. Yeah. He's not. I've seen him and Q giggle um, on the on race day. And um, in terms of if people want to sign up for this year, have you got places for both, or how would they go about doing it? And I'll put the. Put the notes for everything in yeah, in, just, in here. Just, just just drop onto the website. Um, yeah, you'll put the link to the website, and then uh, you can sign up there. And uh, yeah, we've got got the two the two races. We still got spaces, and uh, and yeah, if you're interested in the Afghan marathon, then uh, uh, get in touch with uh, Untamed Borders. If you can maybe add a link to their yeah. site, um, they they organise the travel packages. So yeah, so that's that's thanks thanks for uh, thanks for hearing me out. Here um, and, uh, yeah. James, I can't thank you enough uh, because um, 
I could speak to you forever. I'm one of these like kind of ultra geeks and stuff, but I'll let you go as long as you promise to come back later on the year to talk about some of your other adventures and also if we can have a catch up after the Ring of Fire to talk about who were the movers and shakers of this year's event, that would be great. You bet, and it's uh, my turn to come and uh, maybe volunteer at one of the checkpoints at uh, your race as well, so I'll look on the calendar for that. I'd like to do that. That would be great to come and support. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, so that'd be brilliant. great work on everything you've done, oh. on the podcast and all your energy and stuff, and driving this uh, forward in Wales. It's fantastic. So, yeah, keep up the good work, buddy. Oh, thanks very much. Um, oh, that's him. He's running off. Well, I'm going to cut some melons flatten some more coke and get the flapjacks out and wait for the next competitor and guest on at the checkpoint see ya <laughs>